This is Mrs. Smith, a.k.a. the Queen of Wah, a.k.a. the crazy lady who swept the floor with Kirk Hammett, and you're listening to the And Podcasts for All. Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Dude, I think we should call this and updates for all part deuce. Yeah, or like and updates for all reload or reloaded. I like that. I think we should go with that one. Speaking of that, uh, reload is getting old. It is getting old. I didn't realize how fast the time has gone. All of a sudden, wow. 1997 to 2020 that's a lot of math for me but there's a few years in there there's definitely a couple going on we posted what's that little circle thing you click on instagram where you take a vote it's like your story but it's a poll i think yeah i don't know yeah there you go your storyline i think that's it pretty pretty much uh we posted a story what are you currently listening to because it was hardwire's birthday as well four years ago yep Hardwired versus Reload, I thought that'd be like, man, 75-25 split. Yeah, you know, 75% Reload, 25% Hardwired. No, no, the other way around. Oh, other way. Okay, okay. (laughs) The survey says, what's that from? Family Feud? Uh, Yes, I think so. So we have a new sound clip. So we use the Family Feud buzzer. But now we need the actual sample. And then after they say survey says, doesn't the scoreboard go like, (laughs) check it out, Uh, hardwired, 51%, uh, reload, 49%. Okay, okay. It's just a little bit of a beat. It's not much. That's damn close. When you think how good hardwired is and reload's still getting that much love. It's because it's a classic now. And it wasn't like we pulled eight or nine people. When I looked at the final storyline it was over 800 people that voted on the stuff okay so it was definitely a good chunk of people yeah i think fair i think that reload is it's still one of the underdog albums but it gets a lot of credit you know i mean it's a great album right now as we speak this very second favorite song off of reload oh easily unforgiven too okay yeah Without a doubt. I mean, I like the whole album, but that definitely would be the the first one for me. Fixer would probably be a close second. I got to go with Devil's Dance. That's a good jam. It's got a good groove. I like that song. 
we talked about devils in season one somewhere where I kind of got on this huge devil and house that Jack built kind of kick. Yeah. I haven't gotten off devil since then. It's been, it's a, uh, not all, not every day, but close. I definitely on my vacation that I was just recently on, I was playing a little bit of reload and unforgiven Two uh, got thrown into the rotation. You did some driving, didn't you? Yeah, I drove from Minneapolis all the way down to Hilton Head, South Carolina. That's like 14 miles? Yeah, uh, 15, I think. Times 100? <laughs> it was a good drive, though. We stopped in a couple different places in Tennessee on the way there. and Cool. Got, got to see some things, had some drinks, saw some things. Had a couple of drinks, saw a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Ricky? Uh, a Any- little any we're, bubble sightings? Yeah, we were a little south for that, but you know, I, I'm always looking. <laughs> Damn, you were down there for a while. We had some episodes in the vault that we released while you were gone. Mr. Ted from American Head Charge and um, the beautiful little lady, Mrs. Smith. Yes, uh, Waz and Wigs, or Wigs and Waz. That was a great episode. I had a great time doing that. Uh, big thanks to both of them again for coming on the show. I had a lot of fun. I'm jealous of Ted from Las Vegas. He got to go to Einstein's Bagels and meet Lars at midnight at a fucking bagel shop. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Can't beat that. What else did you do on vacation? Uh, you know, we did a lot of driving, obviously, but I mean, we, we visited, you know, Savannah, Georgia. We went to different areas of South Carolina, spent a lot of time on the island. We actually went on a gator tour, which was pretty cool. Saw. I think, I think the biggest, we saw like five different gators. Three of them were young, but there was two full-size ones. I think the biggest one we saw was like nine and a half feet long. <laughs> yeah, okay. And we were, we were on like a, like we were on a little ass, you know, swamp boat. And like they, an airboat? Not quite an airboat, but it was just a little electric powered swamp boat. It was very, you know, it was almost like a, like a John boat, like a very flat bottomed boat. Oh, gotcha. Um, and I mean, you're, you know, six to eight inches from the water. You can literally, you know, reach down and touch them. Obviously not that you would, but I mean, it was, we got very, very close to them. It was, it was cool. That sounds like something you do in Florida, man. Yeah. I mean, I think just being in that area, it's just, you know, something that I've, you know, we've always wanted to check out and very cool. Normally we see gators from a distance, but to be able to be like, three feet from them was pretty it's pretty thrilling <laughs> yeah it gets your attention when you see some nine foot logs swimming alongside of you and it's like yeah just keep that boat going yeah they're huge you know i mean obviously we we know how big they are but then when you see them up close it's it really puts it into perspective how long they really are saturday i'm coming uh this coming saturday i'm going jet skiing with a dozen guys and we're going up the river in the middle of the state so probably some sightings ourselves uh you're definitely gonna see some stuff that's take be careful <laughs> had some drinks saw some things yeah you know the usual first things first can't can't do anything to have a bottle in front of you <laughs> uh jimmy i'll tell you one thing though i'm not doing anything unless i get a bottle of liquor in front of me i don't care what happens what are all many trailer park boys fans we have on here you know maybe that should be our next poll Maybe we should just have Bubbles on as a guest. Hey, if anybody has any connections <laughs> to the Trailer Park Boys, please send them our way. We know they're big Rush fans, but come on. They got to have a little bit of love for Metallica, too. We can talk Rush for an hour. I mean... Oh, easily. Neil Neil and Lars were buddies. Absolutely. 
They were uh, Tama artists. That's how that relationship started. Yeah, that's uh, just imagine that conversation. The professor and Lars. I mean, that's you got two legends in completely different realms. I mean, there had to have been some good talk going back and forth there. I just remembered the not the rumor. It it was true. Getty Lee was kind of in the final pickings to produce Master of Puppets. That is right. I can only imagine what that album would have sounded like. Just having Getty wow. working Getty working with Cliff at that time. I mean, just think about how the arrangements and just everything of what it could have been to have those two working together. Yeah. Bass Master One meets pretty much Bass Master Two and Yeah. <laughs> Orion could be a whole different story. Jeez, anything. Think of that. Like literally, I don't know where to begin. The album could have been completely different. I'm glad that it isn't different for obvious reasons, but it would be really cool to see what could have been. Favorite Rush song right now as we speak. Oh, fuck. That's really putting me on the spot. I mean, Limelight's always been a favorite of mine just because I Ooh. love I love the solo that Alex Lifeson does in that, in that song. Um, but, uh, you know, Free Will, The Trees... Uh, you know, there's all sorts of good ones. I even like some of their 80s stuff, like subdivisions and whatnot. Oh, God, yeah. They had, I mean, they were good just all around the board. I mean, they were the dream theater before dream theater. I got to go with Time Stand Still. I love that song. That is a great song. Of everything I've listened to since I've been a kid with Rush, something about Time Stand Still. It's not their biggest song, but it's just one where anytime I think of Rush, I can't get that out of my head. Yeah, it definitely has a very catchy groove to it, and especially you know before the the pre or I think it's the pre-chorus where uh, you kind of hear the chick singing in the background. Like it's a very very cool vibe. That's a band that even their really popular songs. I mean, it, it's okay. It's not like where you get kind of sick of it. Where it's like you hear you know Guns and Roses, you hear you know Welcome to the Jungle. It's like all right, you can turn that off or Paradise City or even mm-hmm. like Back in Black or something like that. But it's like. I hear the spirit of radio or even Tom Sawyer. And mm-hmm. it's like, no matter how many times I hear those songs, they just seem like they don't ever get boring to me. I think it's just because of the complexity of that band. Those are the songs I like to refer to as listener fatigue. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. Give me three listener fatigue songs right now. I'm putting you on the spot a lot, but this is interesting. Uh, by Metallica or just in general? Anybody, because I already have about 10. I mean, if if we're going to, you know, keep it to Metallica just because, you know, I feel okay. like I'll keep it there just because that's where kind of like our topic is. But I mean, I mean, obviously Master of Puppets would have to be one of those songs. Wow. I, I would say, um, man, this, it's tough to really think about that because I think about... When you when you say that statement, it makes me think of a song that's really popular, but yet still at the same time, it, it's it's more than just a popular song. Like I I wouldn't say Enter Sandman would be one of those songs. You know what I mean? No. When I think of fatigue, I think about you hear the first millisecond on the song, you just go, oh my god. Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess I was thinking of it more as, uh, you know. A popular song that 
I guess you more. But I'm guessing you'd say it would be a popular song because you and I have heard Sad But True in our life probably 40,000 times. Very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What would you pick? What would be the first song that would come to mind that you would pick for that? Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when I said Welcome to the Jungle in Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine was right behind it. So. Yep. Uh, Hell's Bells. Yeah. Oh. And if I were to pick a Metallica song, Jeopardy music. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, if if you're looking at it from the aspect of like you hear it and you're kind of like sighing, then for me, it would definitely be Enter Sandman. I thought you meant it more as like, you know, kind of the opposite of what you meant it as, I guess. Well, it's tough. You and I host a Metallica podcast. We play in a Metallica tribute band, and we've been Metallica fans for most of our lives. This is true. Even though it's one of my most favorite songs, when I do hear it on the radio, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay. It's probably Bells. Oh, wow. That's definitely not what I expected. I, I was waiting for, like, Nothing Else Matters or Sad But True. No. I gotta go with bells. Dun it, dun it, dun. Here we go again. Do 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 do. <laughs> it's because it's that song that's well known, but yet at the same time, it's like you know. All right, next. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but now, if you ask me that tomorrow, it could change. That's that's why I think you and I could talk forever about this. Yeah, it's it's all based on your mood. You know? For the record, sweet child number one. <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle still gets me pretty jazzed up. Because that's usually a big sporting event or something live, and you're like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yes, Puppets is definitely, uh, it gets you pumped up. I I don't know. I, I feel like that song is the one I, whenever I turn on the radio, I hear that one the most. But again, when you say fatigue i was thinking more of like the song that you were it's popular you kind of like am but it's you're still all right with listening to it type of thing not like oh no i gotta turn it off type of deal you know what i mean surprisingly sandman's never been that way to me yeah i don't know sandman has always been it's it, it is what it is it's not a bad song but it's not my favorite song I was watching Year and a Half the other night, and Bob Rock said, Hey, man, Sad But True is the cashmere of the 90s. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> I would see Unforgiven more as that <laughs> than Sad But True. <laughs> now, I was watching Year and a Half the other night for uh, specific reasons that you probably are picking up on right now. I am definitely picking up on them, yes. And I don't know when this episode's going to drop, probably next Wednesday. So I still have to be a little bit careful about this news, but you and I have one heck of an opportunity uh, coming up in the near future. Yes, we do. And I'm definitely trying to clear my schedule to make sure everything goes as planned. Oh, man. I'd like to talk about that right now, but did you play any golf in Hilton Head? And no, it's a little spendy to golf in Hilton Head. <laughs> What it's only like seven fifty around. Right, yeah. Seven fifty a hole. <laughs> Did we, you play golf in uh somewhere else than other than the island? 
No, I didn't bring my clubs down. Our car was pretty packed full, and I don't, oh, I don't. I'm not really a big fan of renting clubs. No, that's like renting a guitar for a huge show. Yeah, it's like getting a fucking B52 in Bahrain. Did you have a B52? <laughs> I didn't have the B52. Chris that's what did. Chris had. Yeah, the poor Chris. That's when Chris had a dirty and a clean channel all in one <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> we talked about that with. Uh, uh ted from american head charge a couple weeks ago yes we did mm. that nice uh chimey but just nasty not not nasty good but nasty bad guitar what were you playing through again a crate no i had a i think i had a marshall jcm but i ended up using if i remember correctly i think i ended up using the pedal board i had with that uh smart move the 44 Magnum, that electro harmonics, that little pedal amp I have, and then I just Smart ran move. it into the cab. Whew. That was Bahrain, but Italy, that was a whole nother story. That was a whole nother planet with that kind of setup. Yeah, I feel like the the setup over there almost, it was even worse. <laughs> Maybe for me, I'm just not used to it. I mean, it, it's not that it was bad, but man, them foreign countries really fuck with me. It was that humidity at the airport. <laughs> yeah. less. No, it was less at the airport than it was at the venue. That's what our bass player said. It's always <laughs> less humid at the venue than it was at the airport. It was like, wh- what? Well, and then I called him out for it, and then he was he was quite angry. You know, speaking of him, he actually came to my house the other night. What? Yeah, can you believe that? Mike Presley, the bass player from one, the only tribute to Metallica, drove to Spring Lake Park, he drove Minnesota. To, yes, he did. For what reason? Uh, he just came to pick up some stuff. That's an hour drive. It had to be important. Yeah, it was, you know, like I said, I think it was, you know, just some music stuff and whatnot. Jeez. He made an appearance. Yes, he did. Well, you know, it'd be cool if he returned my text messages because I haven't seen him since that show we played in central Wisconsin in what, July? Yeah, you know, I asked him if he wanted to play any shows coming up and he said, we'll see. Uh, speaking of that, fingers crossed, there's a percentage chance New Year's Eve or the weekend following New Year's Eve, like January 1st and 2nd, which is a Friday, Saturday. Yep. Good chance we are in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Back at the distillery, huh? I'm hoping. It's not official yet. So when this episode drops, um, if you're hearing this, check us out. Maybe check the distillery in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and uh, something tells me there's a chance we can pull this off. Tune in, and you never know. Your favorite Metallica tribute band might be getting the band back together. Table (laughs) seating only. I think they want to cap the room. It's a pretty big room. Jeff and I have played there five or six times. They want to cap it at 300. I'm I'm okay with that. So is it going to be... uh laid out so that they're you know people are distant from each other i'm assuming like round convention center like like tables you'd sit at a a wedding gotcha gotcha. round uh what do you call those banquet tables banquet tables yeah cap the room at 300 and when the offer was presented to us we said we just want to fucking play so whatever it takes Right. I mean, we'll follow whatever guidelines they want us to follow. That's fine. But we want to get out there and play some music for the people. I'm ready for it. It's been too long. Speaking of playing a show, Metallica, 
got to play a show this week. Did you check it out? I did get to see bits and pieces from it, and there were some things that I was giving major thumbs up to and some things that I was just, you know, kind of like there for. <laughs> I was in a hotel room in Los Angeles with my lovely day job and paid the fourteen ninety nine to watch the whole thing. They looked excited to to be together and playing and uh, and sharing some time together. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was. And I got to say the stage set up and how they had, uh, you know, the, the, the people surrounding them. I mean, it was definitely done very, very well. I have to say something about that. Yeah, did your face end up right by Lars? <laughs> it did not. I did not like the faces constantly moving in oh, the you background. Didn't, you didn't no. Like that? Now, as a fan, having, <clears throat> excuse me, as a fan, it was awesome having them surrounded with all of us. Yeah. Uh, by the way, some former and podcast for all guests were on the wall. I did see a few posts on Facebook and Instagram about that. Very, very cool. Uh, Aaron Ginther from Detroit. Yep. Um, not only was Aaron Ginther on the wall, the band members pointed out people and then called out numbers. Ginther gets called. Of course. And his daughter, Kendalyn, is there saying hi to Lars. She's like, hey, remember me? I play I play too. <laughs> and then our friends up in New York, Pete and Sarah, just happened to be at Ginther's house when that happened as they were watching it together. Stop. How cool is that? That's so cool. Uh, Tiff from Hawaii was on the on the wall. Yep, that's uh, man. I would have liked to be on the wall just for a second. A fly on the wall, right? Uh, Matt Angeli, remember the sports fanatic from Denver? Yes, I do. He was on the wall. You see anyone that I didn't see? Oh no, I, I'll be honest. You're a lot better with names than I am. I can I can point out faces where I'm like, oh hey, that person looks familiar. But oh, I'm, I'm not the greatest with names. Uh, Edgar from California to self destruct was up there. It's like they know. They're like, you know what? Let's just put all the in podcasts for all guests up on the wall. Well, but why not- wouldn't you? There's no one else to talk about, so let's just put them up there. Right. But let's not put the hosts up there. I'm sure Salesforce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's not put Shane and Jeff up there. Let's just put the guest up. I'm sure Salesforce, that guy's like a billionaire. Yeah. I mean, Salesforce and Mercedes sponsored the event. I'm sure they said, let's just go to the end podcast for all page and pick those guests. And that's who's going to be displayed. I mean, they picked great guests, so it's it's only fair. They came to the right spot. Damn good spot. Uh, what'd you think of the set list? I thought it was pretty good. Um, very interesting to say the least. There was a few curveballs there that I was not expecting. I mean, I think we need to address the the elephant in the room with the disposable acoustic electric. Your thoughts? That that was. Uh... Not only was that a curveball out of left field, but it was a uh, a knuckleball from the upper deck. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, I give them. It was different, but i I got to go with the acoustic version instead. Yeah, I agree. And if you're going to play it electrically, you gotta you gotta play the original. I mean, I get why they did it, and I think it's cool as hell. And they picked a good show to do it for, but. I don't know. It just did not quite grab me 100%. Like I said, I didn't dislike it, but it was, I was just kind of there for it. You know what I mean? Maybe it'll grow on you. 
I really hope it will. Um, you know, some of their reworks are they're a little interesting. You know, like when they redid Blackened, I thought it was a cool attempt. Of course, I'm. I love it. I mean, I didn't think it was terrible by any means. I just, you know, it's it's hard when you know the original song. You know, it's like same with Disposable. It's such a powerhouse of a song. You know, it's just it's it's different. It's weird to hear it in such a different format. Boy, dude, when you're on vacation on Hilton Head, you are one picky some bitch. <laughs> like I said, I didn't think it was bad by any means. I just it's 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 a laid back acoustic show. You gotta you know pour a drink and um, smoke a bowl and just go. Oh yeah, <laughs> black in 2020. We call whitened. We call it whitened, right? <laughs> I think all Rob was thinking about with that show was, man, I'm just going to brush my mustache after this show. He does have a new stash. It's power stash. I mean, fuck yeah, dude. It's 2020. It's already weird enough. Roll with it. But power stash. Like he looks like a Pedro. Yeah. Or Jesus. Mm hmm. That's okay, though. Roberto's the past. Pedro's the future. (laughs) Right. You're going to have to give me that sound clip. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Before I go any further, back to my fans on the wall little spiel. Yeah. The shapes that they were in, it was like a beehive. Yeah, they were like octagon. Octagons, yeah. Is a beehive an octagon? I don't even fucking know. I think it is octagons. Anyway, they look like they're in a beehive, but as you're watching the song, as you're watching the band, as you're watching the details... It was too distracting because it's like, oh, there's Tiff. Oh, there's Aaron. Oh, there's such and such. Oh, there's that guy. Oh, I've seen him on Facebook before. Oh, I've met him at a show before. And it's like, God damn it. I'm not watching James, you know, pick or Lars play. It was just right. there's too much going on. You're like, that's Todd over there. Who? Todd over there? He used to be at the studio. He worked at the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're all here, Bob. <laughs> You know you're going to have to dig that out. Oh, man, we're going to have to dig deep. I better get the shovel out now. Yep. Better get the scum out. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Creeping Death, it starts in the in the, uh, in the the bridge. Yeah, that... Took me a couple seconds to figure out what was going on. What would you think about that? It was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Creep I agree. was awesome. Um, when a Blind Man Cries was next great tune yeah that was another one of those curveballs i didn't exactly see coming but i'm definitely glad that they did it i it was it was cool james sings that so well yeah he does unforgiven was next did not surprise me whatsoever right i gotta be honest that's when my DoorDash arrived at my hotel door and i was like perfect timing like all right i've heard this song once and i'm good (laughs) Once, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Once today, yeah, pretty much. What was really good, and I think it was my favorite from the acoustic set. Now that we're dead, unfortunately, I did not see that one, so oh, I'm I'm going to have to dig so deep good. and find that. Um, but yeah, so good that it needs to be our theme music for this episode. All right, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, since we were. Driving cross country, I was not able to catch everything all at once, but I was trying to see what I could. Turn the page. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and I was just saying, then I, you know, of course, checking the YouTube after, just trying to see what I can find from it, see who's, you know. Raj. 
possibly recorded anything. Turn the page is normal. Nothing else matters. And then they close out the acoustic set with all with my hands. Of course. Not bad. I would like to hear that acoustic version done electrically. That might be interesting. Uh, then the 30-minute change, not 30-minute, maybe 10-minute changeover. Yep. Where they ran all their foundation and, what am I trying to say here, helping hand stuff, all that good stuff. There was like 20 minutes before they even played of all their, what they've done with the foundation, the charity, all the work they've done. It was pretty cool. It's really cool what they're doing. I, I think I saw somewhere, uh, I think Lars was talking about it. How he wants this to, you know, be a legacy. He wants this to go on yeah. long after Metallica is gone, and I think that's a hell of a way to put your mark on the world. I mean, not that they haven't already done that already, and then some, but I mean, this just brings it to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? Speaks volumes. It's it's huge. It Couldn't is. agree more. Uh, they come back and they play Disposable. They play Bell's Puppet Sandman. But before that, I was so pumped wasting my hate yes 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 fucking awesome dude they need to bring that song back into rotation they like, do throughout their tours and that was totally out of left field as well but i thought i know you're gonna play hits and i know this is a kind of a corporate kind of gig and fundraiser but wasting my hate fucking couldn't have, couldn't have picked anything better yep i agree it's such a straightforward jam that it's really an underrated song Second time I saw Metallica, 1997, load tour, cutting stunt stage, Target Center, wasting my hate. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. I'd love to hear that song live. It's great. Only thing I'll say about this one, you could tell it was a little under-rehearsed. Like, they ran through it and went, yeah, 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 we got it. All right, we... uh, we, came on and they went, uh, uh uh-oh. Oh, shit, where's my cheat sheet? (laughs) Yeah, there was some word wedge teleprompter... (laughs) Um, focusing going on and Lars looked a little uncomfortable well coming from me playing drums I could tell he was a little uncomfortable with some of the fills but I was so glad they played it oh you know I did a lot of coke back in those days I don't really remember <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I come in like 2 and 4 or 1 and 3 I don't know I'm just gonna throw some jazz fill in here and make <laughs> it look good and he did he pulled it off oh yeah I mean let's face it People can criticize Lars all they want, which I'm sure you've seen the recent article about him saying, I've got nothing left to prove. I did see that. Which, you know, golf clap. That was good. Golf clap for him. For not, there you go, Lars. Yep. For, for being straight up about it, and he's absolutely 100% correct. People can talk all the crap they want about him, but that man has nothing left to prove in music. He has proven that he is one of the greatest metal drummers of all time, despite... What people think, you can hate on him, you can love him, whatever it is. He's obviously done something right. <laughs> if if I was Lars and someone talked shit to me, I'd just say, three albums, Puppets, Justice, Black, next. Yeah, I mean, what what's left to say? Yeah, go listen to those three and then get back to me. Right. <laughs> God, when you write an album that makes it into the Smithsonian museum then come back and talk to me that you'll hear for life yeah (laughs) uh speaking of all within my hands the show ends the band leaves and then the uh then the auction really takes off with some of these prices or i should say bids yeah have you bid on anything yet i bid on did you hear that i did hear that 
Nice car just drove by. I I was. Someone's racing around your neighborhood. At quarter to one in the morning. <laughs> Sounds like Florida. Uh, pretty much. Dude, I uh, I thought I was going to take one for the team for in podcast for all and get all four band members on a Zoom call. Yeah, that's a, that's a little spendy. I'm not going to lie. I did put in a bid. Um, mm. <laughs> did we win? <laughs> <laughs> As it opened up, the bids were like increasing by like 50 bucks. Yeah. I put in a bid for 2750. Like guess what it's at now? $27 and 50 cents. I'm just kidding. $2,750 is what I put in on uh, our behalf. Holy wow. Uh, it's currently right now at 20000 <laughs> <laughs> That is just insane. <laughs> and when you read the description, it doesn't give like a time length. <laughs> 10 seconds. Hey, how's it going? I'm James. I'm Lars. I'm Kirk. I'm Rob. All right. Have a nice day. Well, thanks for participating in all within my hands, and thanks for the donation. Call ends. <laughs> I tried, dude. I tried. That's a hell of a try. That's I thought it was a hell of a try, but then it crept up to like 35 and then went to four, and it's like, mm, don't think we're going to be chatting with the boys. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little bit spendy. You're feeling like uh, Clark right now after Eddie asks for the money, he starts stuffing the money back in his wallet. <laughs> so when they're sitting on the couch? When they're in the couch in the first one, yeah. Oh, he, oh he, I'm trying to think how that goes. He asks, he, He's like, oh, sure, how much do you need? He starts pulling out some cash, and he says, like, I don't know, like, I don't remember what it was like. 52,000. 52,000, yeah. Yeah. He, he just starts <laughs> shoving the cash back <laughs> in his wallet. <laughs> and they're like tens. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that when he said they closed the the uh, uh, he said he got laid off because they closed the asbestos factory? Yeah, <laughs> and then he said his disability got cut because the plate in his head wasn't big enough. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> God, oh uh, sure, Eddie, how much do you need? About fifty two thousand. Stuff the money back in. No, I got uh, laid off when they closed that asbestos factory. <clears throat> now, wouldn't you know it, the Army cuts my disability pension because they said that the plate in my head wasn't big enough. Eddie, Clark and Ellen don't want to hear about our troubles. No, no, it's very interesting. Well, I, did, I didn't want to ask you, Clark, you know, but could you maybe spare a little, you know, extra cash? Sure, Eddie. <laughs> How much you need? About fifty-two thousand dollars. Oh, I love it! Oh, it's so great. <laughs> uh, it was cool. Uh, on behalf of the band, they saw how high that Zoom call is currently at. I yeah. think they, the auction closes tomorrow. They saw how high the Zoom call was at, so now they're offering two of them. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. And how much does a an acoustic Martin guitar go for? It depends on which one you're buying. I mean, they can go anywhere from eight hundred to eight thousand to eighty thousand. I mean, their Martins are all over the place, but they're usually on average for a brand new Martin. You're looking at a few thousand dollars easily. Okay, the one that James used in the show that's autographed is currently at like twelve, thirteen grand. 
The show comes to an abrupt halt. This is what we call an edit insert. As we're in post-production of this episode, James's D28 Martin went for $45,000. Yeah, that's that's spendy. I think it's a, a D28 or something that he plays. A Martin. I now that know. you say that, I think that's the one. I think that's the model that he plays. I'm not I 100%, think, but I think I, that's it. I'm not good with acoustics with Metallica because we don't see him much, but now that you say 28, I think that is the one. I'd rather have that than that purple sparkle LTD thing that Kirk was playing. <laughs> I wasn't digging that. Yeah, that's no thanks. Don't try and do something that replicates your electric guitar. Just be like James. Pick your favorite classic, you know, acoustic R- guitar. And Rob's jam. bass was pretty bitching too. That was pretty cool. The green one. Yep. yep. Nice axe. You can get some of James's honey or some of Kirk's jam. In a jar. Oh, I, I I wanted to like have a jam session with Kirk, not ha- have some <laughs> strawberry jelly. No, dude, I'm talking <laughs> about making sandwiches for your kids. With some Kirk jam? That just doesn't sound right. <laughs> Jars of honey, 2500 bucks. This hockey puck, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. <laughs> 50 bucks. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Dude, it was Kirk's birthday. He's 58. Yeah, what's happening? 58 where'd those years go yeah that's that's weird that's he's like as old as mrs smith yeah (laughs) when did she found carlisle yet that's her cat right yeah i don't think i bet if she did it'd be all over the gram it'd be all over gram she definitely has not found him yet hashtag (sighs) not found carlisle it was hashtag find Carlisle in the episode, correct? Right, and now it's hashtag Carlisle's gone or something. I don't know. He's he, he's done. He's out. The for best now. sound, yeah. For now, hopefully, hopefully it turns the corner. The best soundbite from that episode, we've been getting some good feedback, is when she says she, uh, her childhood was like growing up on Little House on the Prairie, but on bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great quote. Oh God, I love it. I'm trying to imagine Laura Ingalls Wilder on bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> As the intro music comes in for the theme in the in the beginning. Yeah. Oh god. Running running through the field and then attacks a fucking goat or something and starts eating <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> oh my god. You can tell it's getting late. Yep. We got bath salt intro uh, 1970s, 1980s ideas. Oh, yeah. Don't do bath salts, people, and especially you people that live in Florida. You hear, Shane? Don't do bath salts. Um, I'm trying not to. I have a new hobby, though. Yeah? What's that? <clears throat> You're going to be shocked. Uh-oh. Are you knitting now? Uh, Not quite that weird, but close. Okay. Okay. I got an exercise bike. Oh, well, you definitely live in a nice area. Do you have it? Is it like a, a stationary exercise bike? Yes, indoors. Oh, you should have it outside. Well, outside is when you run around and swim all day with the beautiful <laughs> weather here, but I got to get rid of some of this COVID weight. Yeah, we've all been kind of just sitting around waiting. It's not helping. Up. So when the world opens back up and we can go tour again, I got to get in, you know, live performance playing shape. Yeah, you definitely can't be playing like uh, 
you know, sad but true and then being winded after it. <laughs> Picture me playing sad but true and I look like meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it, can't you? Oh, that's funny that you said that. Is this bad out of hell? No, it spit out the bone. It spit out the bone. <laughs> I got a Peloton. <laughs> oh, okay. Those are really nice. And here's the cool thing. I got a Peloton three months ago. Mm-hmm. August feels like three years ago, but it was about three months ago. It does feel like it was a while back. And then uh, my phone blows up a couple days ago with other riders that have Pelotons mm-hmm. and said, Shane, have you seen this? And I'm like, no, what? Metallica Peloton cycle class. Oh, wow. So what's what's the gist behind it? Is it pretty badass? So these instructors, they have like an 80s ride. They have a heavy metal ride. They have a hip hop ride. Okay. So you can sign out at any time and like every half hour, a new live class starts. Oh, that's cool. And most classes, it's crazy. I have like four or 5,000 people signed on at once doing like a 45 minute or an hour like bike ride and shit. Holy shit. And you compete and you can see each other's stats and all this other shit. It's it's kind of like a big social media kind of get together. Like there's but, hashtags and you can see where people are from and it's, it's it's pretty cool. But for exercising. Absolutely. At the that, end, you can fucking ring me out. Oh, I can imagine. It's, it's that, pretty intense. I'm sure you got to definitely have some stamina to do those some of those courses and those classes. I get off a 45-minute ride, and I feel like I just played a three-hour show. <laughs> it's like first half all over again. It's like, did we open with battery and close with Dyer's Eve? Because um, I, I'm sweating like it. Right. It was cool. 45-minute ride last night. I'm thinking, yeah, it's just going to be greatest hits. Mm-hmm. You ready for this bike ride set list? Yeah, I definitely want to hear it. Hit the lights. Oh, it's the first one. Yeah, right out of the gate. You're like, okay, okay, we're starting. So we're sweating at the end of, you know, four minutes. <laughs> uh, fuel. Okay. Bells. Whiplash. Nice. Um, I got to think for a minute here. It's good. They got some of them fast ones in there. One. Sandman. Uh... The surprising thing, the cooldown last five minutes, Clover. Oh, really? I'm missing one in there. Lights, fuel, whip. Oh, puppets. Puppets was the eight-minute hill climb because <laughs> that never hell- lets up. I was going to say, that's a hell of a song to, like, all right, you're going to go full bore for this whole song. It's like, oh, shit, here we go. Even when we got to the interlude, I'm like, ooh, there's going to be a little chill down. Nope, that's when we even pedaled slower, but the incline increased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like it changes the. Oh fuck yeah, the I suppose it would be the the tension of the steep mountain. The tension does those move right? Uh you like, change the resistance. The, okay, so yeah, it's on within the pedals, and you can feel it as it's you. You turn a knob when the instructor tells you to, and then it gets a lot. So whiplash and and puppets are pretty good tempo in it, and thank God it goes along with the beat with what your uh, what your cadence is supposed to be. Yep. So we get to and puppets is towards the end, and I'm just fucking dying. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, the bridge is coming up. Thank God. Nope. Resistance went from fifty percent to eighty percent, and we're like climbing a fucking cliff. <laughs> and it's like you're like, oh, the song is so light right now, but I'm working so oh, I hard. So heavy, dude. <laughs> Uh, that's cool though. It's cool how it goes along with the music and how it it's cool. That. Yeah, puppets went into one, so the intro to one was a breather. Then it picked up. 
Sandman picked up and then the cooldown was Clover. And I'm like, that's a pretty cool ride. That's super cool. I'd definitely be down for something like that. I want to get back into, you know, working out and getting into shape because I definitely feel like this whole year has just thrown me off. Oh, it's nuts. You got to do something. I know. It's got to keep the health up. Otherwise, I just feel like a slug all day. I'm just, eh. The best part of it, the instructor on the screen, smoking hot chick, wearing black leather pants and a kill em all shirt last night. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I will post a picture of her when we post this episode. That will be a good one. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. That's cool. Oh, what else can we chat about? All I can think about is I come back around to it and I'm just thinking about playing some shows, you know, that's all, man. I, I can't wait, dude. I forgot what our equipment looks like. Yeah, luckily I have some of my guitars here at the house, so I think I'm going to do a little overhaul on them. And Well, we go from Peloton to, uh, man, we've covered a lot tonight. All with my hands, the auction items, Reload, Hardwired, Kirk's birthday, Mrs. Smith. Thanks again for her coming on. Yes, thank you. Um, you went to Hilton Head. You drove. You drove. What kind of car did you drive? We actually took Amanda's car, so we were going to take my parents srt jeep and the day before we were supposed to leave someone hit their jeep in the auto zone parking lot get in the zone auto zone <laughs> yep you got it <laughs> get in the zone auto zone get in the jeep rear end the jeep yeah they backed up into it and what fucked the bumper up and it, i think it cracked the radiator and shit and yeah it was bad SRT Grand Cherokee? Yep. Don't those get like five miles of the gallon? Yeah, you know, six if you're lucky. <laughs> oh, great cross-country car. But it's all good because we took Amanda's journey and that thing gets really decent gas mileage for, you know, a, a decent size SUV in it. And we were driving through the Smoky Mountains and we drove pretty much all the way up the top of a mountain and then hiked up a mountain. So, I mean, we were in some high altitude. and Dude, you were in a Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. There we go. Uh, dude, I'm looking forward to our guests the next couple of weeks. You know who they are. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun as we wrap this up. Well, I shouldn't say wrap it up, but season three, if you think about it, is it's, it's right coming around, soon. It's right around the corner. And for all of you listening, we have some pretty special things in store for you. So make sure you tune in, check it out, spread the word. We've got some cool shit coming at you. I think you should tell them maybe just one idea. For season three? I think we could let a little secret out of the bag. A little secret? Well, here's the little secret. We're going to have some new segments. All right, cool. Well, no <laughs> shit, but let's tell them one of the segments. And it was your idea, I believe. Well, one of them uh, that we might introduce for season three is a new segment called Suicide and Redemption, where you talk about your favorite Metallica song and potentially your least favorite Metallica song and the reasons why. Redemption. Redemption. Bow, bow, dun, 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 bow, bow. That's the song where Kirk says he pictures planets jumping around. It's a good kind of bouncy <laughs> riff. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good analogy. <laughs> Suicide Redemption, your favorite and what'd you say, your least favorite? Yeah, your favorite and least favorite. Okay, we can go with that. I like so, it, man. Start thinking, because for all you diehard Metallica fans, it's hard to think of a least favorite song. Believe me, I tried. 
the I disappear desert is is easy because it's your top five. But when you only have one and then one that you want to throw out, you you have to do you, have you to basically do a little have bit to thinking. do you got to do some homework before you come on the show. Got to do a little bit of soul searching and think. All right, what song am I going to throw under the bus? Because as a true Metallica fan, even if you're not a huge fan of the song, you really hate to say like, "Well, you know, this is my least favorite song." I think we should have a an asterisk um, disclaimer. Nothing from Lulu can be a redemption song. I agree. I think Lulu is out. Um, mm-hmm. And we will include anything from the Garage Inc. if you want. Oh, there'll be a few. I'm surprised through all of our top five Desert and Island songs. It seems every other guest says, can I have a cover? Yeah, we have had a lot that have picked. I mean, hell, I picked a cover. And no one's picked Bread Fan. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Someday you people will wake up and realize how amazing it is. It's because everyone's holding out for the original version. <laughs> Insert track. Right there. Um, another segment you and I have been talking about, I'm not going to give away what it is, but I'm just going to give people a hint. Is that okay? Absolutely. It has to do with set list. I had a feeling you were going that way. I am pumped for that, but I'm not saying any more. That one is going to be fun. That one's going to be a lot of fun. Jeff has his suicide redemption. And all I'm going to say is it revolves around set lists. So get creative motherfuckers. (laughs) no pressure (laughs) don't get fucking scared hey man don't get fucking scared man (laughs) what else you want to chat about man is that is that enough for uh and updates for all what'd you call it reloaded reloaded yeah yeah i don't want to bore these people anymore they're they're probably like man without a guess these guys are just rambling on they're like right now it's around 50 minutes and we still don't have a guest we haven't gone to the I Disappear Desert. We haven't talked about the song that should not be. We haven't jumped in the fire with trivia. They're we still haven't, waiting. We haven't even talked about hate mail. They're still waiting for us to introduce the guest. It's going to be a long week, folks. This has been the longest intro you have <laughs> ever heard. This isn't an episode. It's just an intro. This is just an intro. And with that being said, we'd like to welcome our guest from... <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da from da-da-da city in the beautiful state of da-da-da-da-da. That's how I usually say it. Da-da-da-da. And then some. I've had fun, dude. Yeah, I have too. It's been fun. It's It's been too long since we've done this. Let's get back on track and keep the train rolling. Yeah, Ted Hallows was uh, a vault episode. Mrs. Smith, I guess we can tell people now. Man, I think we recorded her in... That was August. Like, I was gonna say that was still summertime. I think when we when we did her episode. Hell, I still lived in the apartment then. Yeah, I just we kept her in the vault for something special. We were gonna try to tie it in with something, and I finally said, "I can't hang on to this any longer. We need to just release this with Kirk's birthday." That was a perfect time. It really was. 
And it was awesome. I actually texted her yesterday back and forth. Uh, you and I, in the beginning of that episode, had a question about her uh, living in Minneapolis, and she lived there from 09 to 14. 09 to 14? Oh, that's good to know because I was a little question. I didn't know for sure when it was or if it was 100% true. Yes, sir. Talked about all sorts of good shit, and uh, we need to line up that wah-off between you and her. It's going to happen. I'm going to hook up a lot of was and I'm going to win. Maybe you're going to have eight was and she'll still have four. If the real Kirk can't get business done, then Kirk <laughs> is going to step in. Kirk two from one, taking on Mrs. Smith and Carlisle. <laughs> Bring it on. I look forward to it, man. Uh, I will check you next week. Sounds good, man. Over and out. Peace. Later. Later.